Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dr. Christian Heim podcast, where we're living for preventative mental health, love, and compassion. And love is certainly the theme today. I'm Caroline Heim, and I am super excited to announce that you can now listen to Dr. Heim's Seven Love Types Navigating Love in a Fractured World as an audiobook with my narration. Fun fact, when I lived in New York, I used to be the voice of the Qantas Airlines Koala on radio and television ads. So you can find my narration of Dr. Heim's wonderful book on Audible. Okay, so this is the last episode in our love series, and not surprisingly, it's all about the seven types of love. I actually read some excerpts from the book in this recording of our live stream show, so you can have a sneak listen in. What are the seven types of love? Enjoy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Late Night Love. I'm Dr. Caroline Heim, and this is Dr. Christian Heim on piano. Welcome to our pod show for preventative mental health. And tonight's topic is the seven love types. Yes, the seven love types. I'm very excited. Love, love, more love going out there. Seven types. Seven. There are seven types. We're going to talk about why there are seven types. And we're going to have our book launch today a little bit later on. So we're really excited that you could join us. Please let us know where you're from. Um, We will say hello to the chats and see where you are from in the world um, a little bit later on. Um, So we're going to have some readings today and we're going to have some music to play us out. But I'm really glad that you could join us. For the seven love types. So the, the title of the book, just to give you a bit of a, a sneak peek, is The Seven Love Types, Navigating Love in a Fractured World. Hello. <laughs> just thought I'd say hi. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. So we're going to jump straight into the questions um, because I want to know more and more about this, this book. It's fantastic. I'm so excited. I think it's going to make a big difference in this world at the moment. That's just my personal opinion, but I, okay. I just think this world... So needs more love, okay? Well, so it does. Um, it, it, does. does. it really does. It does. Yeah. It does. And love has become one of those words that have become hackneyed and a bit used. And that's yeah. unfortunate because yeah. it still retains its meaning. It does. However, in a world like today, it'd be good for us to understand more love so we could show more love and enjoy life just a little bit more. Okay, so that's actually what my first question is. Okay. Why a book on love? Uh, why become love? Yes. Uh, so well, we don't want on hate, do we? We don't want one well, on no, hate. No, 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 no. Yeah. But uh, firstly, we do need love in this world. Yeah. All right. But secondly, we're, we're moving into a world that's becoming very scientific. Yeah. And we have some scientific understanding of love. Mm-hmm. And we describe some of what love does to the brain. But that doesn't mean that we understand what love is. Mm-hmm. All right. So, uh, so this book can contains some science, uh, a lot of science, but a lot of wisdom as well, because if we go just scientifically, we lose the wisdom of love That's as well. True. So there's ancient wisdom from uh, the Greeks, yes, and that leads into what's called the seven love types, but basically we need more love in the world. We do, and we do need poets, and we do need music, and we do need all of that to talk about love, not just the science, but we've got a bit of that too in the book. Uh, right? We most certainly have. There's, okay. a, uh, there's a chapter that talks just about the science, what our current scientific understanding is. But the scientific understanding of love, uh, as as we're getting more of it, we're getting to know more of it, but it is still limited because it doesn't differentiate between these different types of love. Okay, all right, good. We will talk about those different types because it's all about the types. But let me give you a bit of an introduction to the book. I've chosen a few of my favourite parts of the book today to read to you. 
and this is one of them. Here we go. Is love of the heart or of the head? We begin our exploration with an ancient understanding of love, a complex definition rich in meaning, which connects love with the beating of a heart. In ancient Hebrew, love is called Ahab. Say it with me a few times slowly. Ahab, 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 Ahab. Set at the right pace, you'll soon hear and experience that it sounds like your heartbeat. I hope you felt that. This is intimacy. Like lying on your lover's chest after making love or a baby safe within its mother's womb. The feeling of secure love is embodied in hearing and feeling a beating heart close to you and alive. The pitch gram for this word is a strong person looking with awe at a tent. This evokes the depth of feeling associated with providing for a family amidst the harsh landscape of a desert. The people you love huddle as securely as possible in the shelter you provide for them. Love, the ancient Hebrew pictogram tells us, is a strong heart secure family in a harsh world thing. Now think about our harsh society and this viral crisis. We too crave a strong, heart-secure family in a harsh world thing as a shelter from harsh realities. We crave love. Many of us settle for a little crust of love in a prolonged lockdown or when we're losing loved ones. People matter. People are your primary source of love and togetherness. I've had the privilege, that's Christian here, <laughs> of hearing thousands of life stories. Too often I hear, there's not enough love in society. I just don't fit in. I feel so lonely in the crowd. Nobody knows who I really am. And I don't want to live when I feel so unloved. These comments made me realize that this world lacks love. Yeah, it does. It does. It does. <laughs> it does. It lacks love. Okay. And yeah. perhaps in this viral crisis, we've come to appreciate love mm. because we need people around us and we don't have that as much as we want to have. Yeah. So we've come to appreciate it. However, I don't believe we understand it. Okay. All right. Right? Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. So, so to understand it, there is these seven love types, yes. right? Okay. Yes. Now, why do we need seven? Why can't we just call it love? We just need more love and let's talk about love. But why... Why seven types? Well, even with our scientific understanding of love, we don't understand what it is. Science does actually not have a definition of love. That mm. was an ancient Hebrew definition yeah, of love. Yeah, wow. A strong heart family in the desert sort of yeah. a thing, right? So it <laughs> secure, combines secure, yeah. security, right? Yeah, yeah. And so it, it has that feeling of love and mm. you go, ah, right? Yeah. Science, as I said, doesn't have an understanding of love and science because things come down to survival all the time, yes. then science has to link love with sex. Right. Okay, yeah. because it, it becomes then part of reproduction. reproduction and survival. that's how survival. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But that's not all that love is. And people can get mixed up in their different loves. Mm. And that's why I've looked at to the ancient Greeks and come up with these seven love types. 
to describe love more fully. So if we understand it, if we know it, we'll be able to show it more. Okay, all right. So as a little bit of an introduction to those seven types, I've got another favorite excerpt here. Another favorite? Um, yes, 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 yes. All right, yes. Okay, favorite. here we go. 26-year-old Alison was seeing me to overcome depression and anxiety. I've made a mess of my life. Too many drugs, too many guys, and never finishing that degree. I still get lost on shopping media sites. Any self-worth I have is tied to sex, fun, shopping, and pleasing people. Then we talked about love. Love? Well, I'm not sure what that is. I love my dad, but he can be mean, and he never likes any guy that I'm with. I'm sure I love who I'm with now. And I love my brothers and some of my old school friends, but I don't see them much. I hate the world and myself. Sometimes I think I just love sex, drugs and shoes. I know that's shallow, but it's how I feel. I, I guess I just don't get love. Alison articulated at least four different types of love with the one word, and there are more. To understand different love types, we need different words. To find the fulfillment Alison and others crave in love, it helps to understand the seven love types, lest we get them mixed up and look for type A love in the jungles of... Type B love. That's right. Okay. All or right. C or D. <laughs> okay. So, um, okay, so I'm, I'm yeah. glad you took that uh, except yeah. actually because it encapsulates different love types. Yes. So Alison says she loves her dad. Yes. But clearly she loves her dad differently than she loves her current boyfriend. Yeah. And clearly, or at least I hope, she loves her boyfriend differently than she loves shoes. Yes. Right. <laughs> well, I should hope so. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. So let's just talk about those yeah, three yeah, love yeah, types. Yeah. Uh, her dad. Why does she love her dad? Because family, because she belongs to this family. So that is what the ancient Greeks would have called storge, or what I'm calling belonging love. Okay, so that storge love is one of your seven love types. Yeah, yeah, and okay, I'm calling yeah. it belonging love, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. uh, because it's, it's family love. Yeah. By being born into a family, by being part of a family, you belong. Yeah. And that belonging love is what Alison felt for her father. Yeah. Now, she is romantically involved with a guy at the moment. She is. All right. Yes. So that's a different kind of a love. What's that? Eros. Yes. <laughs> Eros, romantic love. Yes, okay. It's the sexualized yes, love. Yes, okay. Right? But it, it uses the same word. And she uses the same word love for shoes. <laughs> it's true. All I right? love my shoes. I love my shoes, right? <laughs> and we, we tend not to get guys and shoes mixed up, right? <laughs> Well, we hope we don't. <laughs> no, we hope we don't, but we use the same word. Yeah, it's so interesting. Do other languages do that too? Or? Yes. Yeah, they do? Yes, wow. they do. They okay. do. Um, but English in particular has this, yes. has this one word. Love. So, uh, I'm sorry, what's the loving for shoes? What's the, the Greek? The what's loving the, for shoes? Yeah, okay, the... so the Greek word is epithumia. Epithumia. Ooh. Which I call liking love. Liking love. I like shoes. Yes. I like shoes very, very much, <laughs> right? Almost as much as I like chocolate, Yeah. right? <laughs> And she also talked about how she liked some of her, uh, she loved her school friends. Yes. Right. Well, see, that's a different love as well. Uh. You're not having sex with your old school friends, okay? Yes. You don't belong together with your school friends. They're not just shoes to you. And they're not just likes. And There's they're a not just likes. Love than, it's it's than a deeper shoes. love. Yeah. So the Greek word is philia. Philia. Which is the word for friendship. Okay. It's friendship love. Yeah. And as we know, friendship love can be very deep, mm. but it's a different kind of love. Okay, so right? you've said philia, which is friendship. Yeah. Um, eros, which is love. Romance. 
Uh, romance, romance, okay, yeah, and yeah. storge, which is belonging. Belonging, particularly and, to a family. Yeah, and epithumia, which epithumia, is liking. Epithumia, which is liking. So we've got four. What Choose are the other chocolate. three? Oh, you want to know the other oh, three? Well, just, just the, okay, so, so that we know what, what's in the book. All right, so um, uh, one is mentorship. Mentorship. Which, again, is an ancient Greek uh, concept for when we teach each other, okay? So uh, my music teacher was my mentor. Mm -hmm. uh, I've become a mentor to medical students. Yeah. That is a form of love. Yeah, yeah. And that can get mixed up with eros, and it's yeah. not such a good idea. So yeah. we've got to know the difference. And to know the difference, we've got to have the different words. Okay, so there's Two is more. it mentor or mentor? So what do you use for that one? Uh, mentor. Mentor. Mentorship. Mentorship. Okay, mentorship. mentorship. Okay, yes. Yeah, so guiding love. Yes, and what's right? the next? So um, agape. Agape. Which yeah. is a divine love, if you like, but I call it giving love. It is uh, compassion. It is uh, a love that you can have for absolutely everybody, including yourself, mm -hmm. just to treat them with kindness, okay. right? Yeah. And then there's a love for strangers. And this is one that is uh, worth exploring. See, already if I say love for strangers, you sort of go, oh, I don't <laughs> oh, want to yeah. sleep with everybody that I meet. <laughs> Well, now you're getting the love types mixed up. Well, no, no, you, but, no, but you I just... No, you are. I, you just brought that out. Like, I'm just <laughs> going to go out and find someone, a stranger, to sleep with. Well, you yeah, know? yeah. But that's what happens when we use the word love. Okay. okay? <laughs> so, for strangers, we use the word xenia. That xenia. is a Greek word. Uh, uh, xenia meaning hospitality. Yeah. Uh, when you're starting to get to know people, yeah. uh, we have hospitality by... Getting them over, sharing a few drinks with them. Having a meal. With having them. a meal, okay. Mm. And there's lots of rituals, mm. okay. Mm. Or let's say if, uh, if you're in a foreign country and you're lost for directions, yeah. somebody can show you some kindness mm. just by giving you directions. Yeah. Well, that's hospitality. Yeah. And when they smile at you and, you know, you smile yeah. back and say thank you, yeah. you think it's only a small interaction. But those small interactions can make us feel really good about society. And being at home in a new country where you feel very, very out, out on the outside, yeah. Well, and particularly in a world where we're not feeling at home, yeah. even in our, in our own country, yeah. all right? So those little smiles, those little words that we share with strangers make us feel welcomed. And that welcoming sort of love is xenia. Xenia. Hospitality, hospitality love. love. Okay, that's great. Okay, so we've gone through them all. But I just wanted <laughs> you to give us, because I, I think the crux of the book too is, has got this idea that, as, as that excerpt said, that we do mix up different types yes, of love. Yes, we do. Can you give me another example of somewhere where we mix up types of love? That's why. So we need to know what the different love types are. Well, we seem to mix everything up with eros, yes. with romantic love, because yeah. sexual feelings are so strong. Mm. And what doesn't help is science saying that love is tied to sex, mm. right? Because clearly a mother and infant mm. love is mm. a storge love. It's mm. a very strong love. Mm. But there's nothing sexual about yeah, it, all right? Yeah, yeah. And being as part of a family, there's a very strong love, but there's nothing sexual about it. Yeah. But we have science saying that love is connected to sex. Yeah. Uh, we have the term making love, mm, right? Mm. And, and that actually doesn't help, mm, right? Mm. Be, uh, now, people who are in a deep, intimate relationship know the difference between having sex and making love. Yeah, yeah. But because... In our commercialized world, this, this idea of making love becomes bandied around. Mm. The idea of love and sex mm. gets mixed up. Yeah. And particularly in your late teenage years when sexual feelings are aroused, mm. they're very powerful feelings. Yeah, yeah. But you sort of go, oh, this must be love. Yeah. Because 
this is an amazing feeling. Mm. And mm. sexual arousal is an amazing feeling, but it's not necessarily love. Okay. You can be sexually aroused by people that you are not in love with, mm. okay? And you can be in love with somebody that you don't share a sexual relationship with. So, so the book sort of talks about those sort of intricacies. Okay, okay? So, so when, say, you're in a friendship and you think, oh my gosh, you know, do we need to become lovers? Um, or not? Is it is it that kind of mixing up? That it? is something that I hear in my office from a lot of young right. people. Yeah. Uh, because friendships can actually get quite strong, mm. right? Um, so there are people who will end up in a friendship and they have these strong feelings and yeah. they sort of think, oh, I must be sexually attracted to yeah, this person. Yeah, yeah. So they think, we must be lovers, yeah. right? And it's mixing up two different love mm, types. Mm. A friendship can be a friendship, right? Mm. Uh, you can let that develop into an eros romantic relationship, mm -hmm. but you're entering a different love type. And it yeah. just helps having the different words, like friendship love and romantic love, to keep those two separate, knowing that it's a different decision. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. because these feelings need words and when we have different words we can actually keep things apart and make decisions about them. So that must help in, in your practice a bit to be able to say okay well that's that and then that's that and then just work through the different types of love. Yeah. Oh that, that it, it helps enormously. Mm -hmm. So um, a big problem comes up when people say I like having sex with Tom. Okay. I love having sex with Tom. Well you see that can mean three different things. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, one that you just enjoy sex. Mm -hmm. One that you enjoy sex particularly with Tom. Yeah. Or thirdly, you are in a romantic relationship mm. with Tom and sex is part of the your intimate expression. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it's good to know those differences mm, mm. because they can get mixed up. Okay, good, good. Okay, that's great. That's a good introduction to it. The, the seven love types, I got you to say them. Yes, you did, you did. <laughs> I vowed that I wouldn't, but I did. <laughs> you did, you She did. just gets it out of me. She does, she just gets it out of me. Okay, um, but with these different types, what I want to know is the difference because there's a, a wonderful book out called The Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman. Yeah. Um, and what's the difference between the five love languages and the, so love languages and types of love? I All right, so, yeah. so that's, that's a lovely book. That's a lovely book, the Chapman book, The Five Love Languages. It is um, not exclusively, but basically written for people who are in romantic relationships. Yeah. And the advantage of that book is that often people in romantic relationships don't realize that somebody is saying, I love you in the way that they do, mm -hmm. right? So mm -hmm. you can say, I love you not only in the words, but by acts of service, so doing things for people, mm. through touching people, mm. okay, through being supportive, through giving gifts, mm. and through spending time. That's yeah. basically his five love languages. It's a wonderful book. <laughs> yeah, it is, it is. But it's specifically for a romantic relationship. Yes, yes. So here we're talking about romantic love mm. in, in the book that I've just written, romantic love, but we're differentiating that from friendship love, mm. which is different from liking love, which is different from belonging love, which is different for love for strangers, mm, mm. and different for giving love mm. or mentorship, mm, mm, okay? Mm. So each of those different types, if you like, can use those love languages. So let's, let's say you have a mentor, a, uh, a tennis coach that's just been really fantastic to you, yeah. okay? So a way of saying thank you is to get a little gift at the end of the season, mm -hmm. okay? That is a love language. Mm. It doesn't mean that you're in love with your tennis yeah. coach <laughs> okay, if yeah, you give yeah. them a gift. Okay, yeah. It's a language to say thank you, which is a form 
of love. Okay, so would it be fair enough then to say with it's always the... fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. Fair in love and war, yeah. All right. Oh. Oh, no, we won't go there. <laughs> we'll do that another time. <laughs> it's a dangerous area. Okay. <laughs> With the seven love types, yeah. that we have perhaps a, a dominant love strength in, in those. Because when I was reading the book, well, dominant I, love strength. Yeah, yeah. Because when I was reading okay, the book, I, I, do you see where I'm see. going yeah, with this? I, I, do. I, do. I, I was reading about hospitality love, which is yeah. Xenia. Yeah. And I thought, gosh, you know, I have a friend that is so hospitable. She yes. encapsulates this. Is and I'm not. I'm not nearly like that. You know. Yeah. Then I've got another friend that's such a good friend that that encapsulates philia. You know. And the then friendship, yeah. the friendship love. And then yeah. there's someone that's agape that's just so giving. So I'm just wondering, I'm wondering if if we can, if we can look at it that way that we that there are people in our lives or that we have a dominant love strength or, or some some that will... I mean, I know they will work together and I know you don't want to set it, but yeah. They all work together. <laughs> because and I, you and like I, the variety. And I don't want to set it, right? <laughs> uh, it's not a competition. Yeah, yeah. Right? In all of us, we experience these different loves. I know, it's not a competition, but it's, it's, it's comforting to know a strength in ourselves, you know, and to identify that sometimes, you know. Yeah, but what's, what's the strength? You can have strength in, in all of them. Yeah, okay? yeah, okay, all Because right, if yeah. you sort of say, uh, okay, so let's say your friend who's really good at hospitality. Yeah. Does that mean that she's not good? At no, 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 I know that. But it, it, it does help me understand her more and value yes. her more yes. for yes. that strength. Yes. Or, or my mother who, who had a really strong sense of store gain yes. and, and created that belonging. Yes. It helps me value that more yes, it does. in that person. It does. Yeah, yeah. It does. Well, we can all value all the love types <laughs> in each other. Okay? He's not going to take the bait. He's no, never going to go No, 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 no. I'm actually <laughs> going to say, no, we don't have a dominant yeah. love because these are different loves. This is, it's, it's like mapping the field of love. Different people you share different love yeah. with. All right. And yes, it's true. There are some people that are much better than others at mm. hospitality. Mm. Okay. And some people are just really good hosts. Mm. Okay. And mm. some people are just very giving to to strangers yeah. all right and some people make really good mentors they can explain things and really take somebody under their wing mm. so that they get better so yeah. we will have different um levels if you like yeah. of yeah. these loves true, in our life true. but it's it's more to differentiate um the different loves that we share with different people but also okay so let's take a really complex love relationship which is the relationship that we're in mm -hmm. okay a love partnership a love yeah. partnership it's a complex relationship mm. and so on top of it it's not just a romantic relationship mm. right uh, we also share friendship mm. we also share mentorship mm. sometimes we're a stranger to each other mm. right mm. and sometimes we need that extra bit of giving mm. that is total compassion and total yeah. generosity yeah. and uh because we've created a family, we have created storge belonging love as yeah. well. So uh, often what I see is uh, people who, let's say, their love partnership is on the brink of collapse, mm. divorce, total separation. Yeah. And what they often do is ramp up the romance, okay? We need more romance in this <laughs> life, okay? So they go out on dates, they have more sex, right? Yeah. And it doesn't always work that mm. well. Mm. But, you know, they could have worked on their 
friendship. Oh yes, they absolutely. They could have worked on their sense of belonging their together. Yeah, mm. They could have worked on their combined mentorship. Mm. Because there are some things that you're better at than I am, so you guide me in that. Yeah. And there are some things that I am better at than you are, so I guide you in that. Mm. And that's lovingly done, but that's actually mentorship in our relationship. Yeah, it's really interesting because there's, it's, it's almost like, okay, there's, there's one part that's missing, can be missing in a relationship and, and, and needs to yeah. be worked on because the person hasn't actually contemplated working yeah. on it or yeah. thinking, oh, well, I didn't know you needed that, you know. Yeah. And, and so I guess it's something good thing for couples or even friends to talk about. Yeah. Well, also, uh, particularly in couples, um, it's not as though you have to have all seven firing no, no, no. to do really well. Okay? <laughs> bam, 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 bam. Got it going. We've got our seven. Let's have a look at our year and see if we got all seven. We tick that one, tick that one. That's right. We're a bit down in friendship love <laughs> no, at the moment. we're going to work on that. Work on that. We've, got to, we've got to find something. <laughs> all right. But it's just a way of looking at your relationship yeah. and sort of seeing, okay, are you feeling fulfilled in this area? Yeah. Perhaps we could work on that. Yeah. Uh, like there are some couples that have a lot of common ground. They do a lot of stuff together and they yeah. have a lot of common epithumia yes. or liking Likes. pursuits. Oh, like hobbies and things. Hobbies and things. Yeah, right. yeah, but there yeah. are some couples that don't. Yeah. And it's yeah. not a problem. Yeah. All right. It's just a different aspect of love. Yeah, I got you. So you can sort of look at all those. That's good. Things. Okay, so we've been talking a lot about the yeah. love types, but we weren't, weren't talking a lot about couples. I want to go about to talk about because your book actually talks about um, love between friends, love partners, colleagues, family members, even strangers. Yes. Okay, so yes. it's not just about couple, couples and even loving yourself as we discussed last week. Yeah. Um, just want to talk about, uh, give you another excerpt from the book now um, about love between family members, which I found really useful. Equalizing conversations. To move forward with a family member, it helps to have an equalizing conversation. If as an adult you haven't had an equalizing conversation and you need to, you still can. One of the following may indicate the need for such a conversation. If my parents don't finally accept my choice of a love partner. If my brother doesn't pull his head in and stop controlling me. If my father doesn't get his hands out of my finances. If my older sister doesn't stop telling me what to do. If my children don't stop depending on my handouts, I'll have to let them know that we are now independent adults, equals. If you need to have an equalizing conversation with a close family member, here is the method. Okay, and then Christian goes on to give you the method of how to do that. So it's really quite practical, the book, in that way. Well, it yeah. is. It is. The first half yeah. of the book actually looks at all the different love types, mm. the science of love, the psychology of love, and the wisdom of love. And then the second half of the book is applying it. Yeah. How do I actually get more love flowing in my life? Yeah. And family members, as you know, can be difficult. Yes. All right? Yeah. Why is it such a difficult relationship? Yeah. Because you feel that strong belonging, mm. but we grow apart and you want to keep the relationship, but keep that difference, mm, all right? And mm. so sometimes the relationship can revert back to how it was when somebody was five or six years oh, old, yeah. right? And we don't like that, no, okay, when we're adults. Yes. Very uncomfortable, yeah. so you need to have that equalizing conversation. That's what an equalizing conversation okay. is all about. Okay, all right. Okay, and then of course there is conflict in relationships. All right, have you got an excerpt about Yeah, I definitely or? do, yes. Okay, we're gonna right. read this now too. I, I don't know why people think there should be conflict in relationships. That there should be. <laughs> All right. I suppose there just is. <laughs> there just is. Okay. All right. 
The closest person to you, a love partner, friend or parent, shares most of your values and understands more about your personality and culture than anyone. You understand about theirs also, of course, and guess what? There's still conflict. This is the norm when you know someone and are close to them. This needs to be accepted. Children will share less of your values, but will understand, you will understand more about their personality, culture and values than about anyone else. And guess what? There's still conflict. A stranger knows virtually nothing of your values and personality and may only have some inkling about your culture and group identity. How are you supposed to find harmony instead of conflict? Again, understanding and acceptance rather than resolution of clashes are needed. In this, we need to uncover a way forward to overcome the problem of hurt while aiming to show love. Understand and accept rather than resolve differences. Yeah, okay, conflict, lots of conflict in conflict. relationships. Well, there are. Yeah. There, there's so much conflict. And um, in a previous episode, we talked about human beings being like porcupines or echidnas, okay? Yeah. That we've all got these spiky quills. And the thing is that the closer that you get to somebody, the more likely you are to hurt them. Yeah. And if you think through your life, and this is basically true of everybody, the people that you have hurt the most mm. are the people who are closest to you. Yes. You don't want to hurt them, yeah. you don't like the hurt, but just by being yourself, your own personality, it leads to hurt. Yeah. So when you put your hand up for love, you actually put your hand up for some hurt as well. Mm. Mm. It is. It's really hard. Okay. Yeah. Can I use a musical example? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Go ahead. Because uh, the whole world is pretty bad at handling conflict. So true. Okay. <laughs> so, which is why if we look at it musically, we don't always have to resolve conflict. Uh, when somebody like Beethoven came up with a clash like that, he would resolve it. And that was basically the, the norm for music for most of the Baroque, classical and romantic era. But sometimes clashes don't need to be resolved. And this is what's good about jazz. Clash. But you're right, it does. It sort of, there's this clash, yeah. then it goes to this clash, yeah. and then it goes to this clash, and then it goes this clash, this clash, but we don't hear it that way. We sort of go, ooh. Feels Ooh. good. It kind of feels good. Kind of feels it kind good. of calms you. It well, does. Yeah, it and does. you can go with the groove of it. Yeah. So sometimes if you sit with the disharmony rather than having to resolve it mm. and accept it and understand it. Okay, so I want to go to one particular chord. One of my favorite chords in music is... <laughs> you have a favorite chord. I do, I do. <laughs> do you have a favorite chord? <laughs> All right, so um, people who are not trained musicians may find this difficult to uh, hear, but you'll actually be able to feel it, okay? So this is a normal chord. This is a major seventh chord. Right? Ooh. And that major seventh, it sort of feels, ooh, nice, but 
there's a clash there as mm. well. So um, the Beatles. No, I'll try again. Something. And once you get to there, you go, ooh. That's sort <laughs> you of... do. All right. So I want to go a little bit into the history of this chord, and I know that sounds a bit bizarre. But uh, if we go and play some Bach, and all of these pretty normal sort of chords, it resolves. Little clash. Resolves. Now what Bach does is he keeps this note but changes everything else. And that's a major seventh chord, okay? Mm -hmm. So you've got this big clash yeah. and then he resolves it after that. Mm -hmm. Or later on in the same piece he'll sort of go... What he's going to do, he's going to keep this note and go... That's another major seventh chord. But he had to resolve it. He had to move on from there. It took until the 1880s that somebody sort of said, you know what, I like these major seventh chords. I'm not going to resolve it. No. It's, it's when we started yeah. to look uh, at music differently. And it was Eric Satay, a um, French composer, that said, major sevenths, that's, that's a nice sound. Another major seventh. That's 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 a nice sound. It's got this clash and this clash, but he says, "No, I'm just going to use those two notes for a piece." And it's a very famous piece of music. And here's the thing: he asks the pianist to play it slowly and painfully. Painfully. That's what he says. He in says, his notes. Play this. That's right. He does. Is there he says an at the top of the page. That? Like uh, he actually uses the French douloureux. Okay. All okay. Right, yeah. Lente de douloureux. So in other words, slowly and, and painfully. painfully. Oh my goodness. And this is how it goes. somewhere else yeah but the point is that there are clashes and we don't quite hear them as clashes mm -mm. we hear them as a sweetness okay uh, and love has this conflict element to it now of course it's not the love that that does the hurting mm -mm -mm. right but if you get to a song like uh, you are so beautiful It's on a major seventh mm. chord, okay, this chord. Okay, or um, what do we do? Uh, 
called mm -hmm. Loving You yes, by yes. Minnie Rippleton. Mm -hmm. And it's all built on major seventh chords. Mm -hmm. Now, I can't say this scientifically <laughs> that it's a love chord. Right? <laughs> it's a love, but, but, it, but it is a love chord. Well, no. <laughs> No, it, it features in a lot of love songs. Okay. Okay, and at the end, I'm going to finish off with a song that starts off with a major seventh chord. The next chord is a major seventh chord. And the chord after is a major seventh chord. And a major seventh chord features. And you'll feel it. You'll feel that there's a sweet pain to it. Mm. So Eric Sarte was right play it painfully there's kind of pain there and it's it's got to do with the vulnerability of being in love oh yes okay? that's exactly right yeah but it's not just a romantic love whenever no. you put your hands up for a friendship true there's going to be conflict yeah. there there's yeah. going to be some time when you yeah. don't agree with your friend that you'll break off the friendship yeah and then you'll have to go to forgiveness mm. understanding acceptance and come back together yeah. again and in families there's so much conflict. There is. We yeah. don't want the conflict, but if we're going to be ourselves and allow somebody else to be ours, uh, be themselves, there's going to be conflict. That's right. So conflict and vulnerability. Vulnerability, yeah, in relationships. That's right. right. It's part of the love equation. Yeah. So we have to know how to sit with conflict mm. in a musical way rather than mm. resolve it. Because yeah, you yeah. know what? If we try to resolve it like a war, like a battle, we're not going to do it. Yeah. So we, we can use jazz for that as, we can as use an analogy jazz. because we, 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 we feel relaxed with it. There's a sweetness to it too. That's, that's yeah. the idea, that yeah. we accept it and we make it part of the spice of the relationship. Yeah, that's right. So, so enjoy the jazz in your relationship, basically. Well, that's right. Yeah. yeah. There's going to be a lot of it. Okay. All right. Thank you. All right, oh, by great. the way, studies yes. show that in romantic couples, 90% of couples have major conflict. 90%? Yes. And the other 10%... <laughs> are liars. <laughs> they just keep it in. <laughs> and that's not healthy. <laughs> we'll talk about that we'll, later we'll on. We'll talk about that later yeah. but, but the point is, when you're going to get two human beings together, there's, there's going, going to be, be conflict. conflict. Okay, in, in each kind of love relationship. Each kind of love relationship. Okay, yeah. so the other thing that also can cause that conflict in relationship yes. is external circumstances. Well, that's one of, one of the things that they can. Okay, we can talk about yep. any of the things, actually. Okay. I'm just saying one of the things. And this is another I part from another the book. Excerpt you up. are going to hear the last excerpt today because it's just, it's just really good, okay? And I think you'll be able well, to relate to this. thank you. I'm glad you enjoyed the book. I love the book. <laughs> I want to read it again. Okay, here so, we go. So you love the book, right? I love it. So that means that's that, epithumia, that's isn't epithumia it? That's epithumia liking okay. love. Okay. Right. okay, so next time I say I love food, yes. that's epithumia liking. That's right. Okay, good. That's right. All right, okay, here we go. As a psychiatrist, I've seen a wide array of external circumstances that have caused havoc in many, many families, including multiple cases of the following recognizable scenarios. The golden boy, who is favored by his father because he fulfills a childhood sporting dream the father could not. Daddy's princess daughter, who is favored because she reminds him of all the good and attractive qualities of her mother, who is growing older. A mother's harshness on her daughter because the daughter enjoys the modern day work and study opportunities the mother fought for but ultimately could only ever dream of. Mummy's boy, the youngest, doted on because he reminds her of those wonderful things about having babies that she will miss. A mother's confidant daughter who gets to know inappropriate details of her mother's sex life when her mother needs a friend. A boy favoured by mother but 
disdained by father because mother fell pregnant to another man. The child never knows. The boy who became protector for all younger siblings against a violent father who took to heavy drinking after his business venture went bust. If there is tension in a family relationship, something external may have caused it. Understand and accept to move forward with a person that you love. And I love epithumia <laughs> that because it, it really, it touches so many, there's something there we can take it from, you know, from our families, from yep. our friendships, from our love relationships, and, yep. and, and you can apply it to lots of things where external circumstances impact that relationship. And this is something about our modern life uh, that uh, we're not quite appreciating. Uh, people will come to me with relationship problems and they'll say, he's the problem or she's the problem. Yeah when it's actually external circumstances. Right. And, and okay, so they had to do with family, but even if we just look at our relationship, yeah. uh, as you know, I'm always talking about capacity. You mm -hmm. know, we need to have capacity, which mm. means that we need to have time with each other. You lead a busy life, I lead, lead a busy, a busy life, life. Mm. okay? So um, it's the world and its demands, and rather than blame each other, yeah. uh, we need to start looking at the world and sort of say, you know, it's things about this world that is putting pressure on all yeah. of our relationships. And so that's something that I talk about in the book because mm -hmm. um, hardly ever anybody goes, you know what, I'm not getting on with my sister because she's on the screen too much. <laughs> Nobody says that. People no. tend to say, I'm not getting on with my sister because, well, you know, she, she just she doesn't, doesn't have the time me. of day or yeah. she doesn't, have, she doesn't, doesn't understand, understand me. me. Yeah. 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 yeah, and she's always picking on me or she's always criticising me or she's well, always controlling me. That's or... right, that's right. Yeah. And it's actually external circumstances, mm. particularly the media. We tend to go into these little rabbit holes mm. that mm. feed certain beliefs that we yes. have. Yes. And so we end up uh, at odds with somebody that we actually love mm. because we're just filled with different head ideas mm. rather than, you know, what would you like to do today? Why don't we go and grab a coffee? Okay, good. Okay, and where did the seven loves help with that? Where do the seven loves help Yeah, the love types. Well, um, the whole aim of the book is to appreciate love mm. and the importance of our love. Mm. And uh, what's happened over the years, and this is part of chapter four, I believe, is that all of society has become so enamored of what we can achieve materially mm. and in our prosperity, which is fantastic, mm, right? Mm, mm. But we've spent more and more time and energy yeah. on things mm. and we have taken particularly families mm. for granted. Mm. So we used to think that family love will always be there. Yeah. But, well, now that we've all moved off into different states, all mm. right, and we're all into different things, you know, sure, we've got the technology to keep in contact, but we don't have the time. We don't come back together, except perhaps for Thanksgiving, yeah. right? And even then, I mean, last Thanksgiving, all right, uh, well, okay, that was a COVID Thanksgiving. That was difficult. But the time before, people just talked about the conflict that they were in with their family members. Yes, right? and that was all over the internet, yeah. And it was just about ideas that we pick up, yeah. not about how we actually live together as a yeah. family. Yeah. So that's, that's an example of how external things start to impact on our relationships. Yeah. Because if we got to our storge belonging love, the truth is we love each other, yeah, even right. if we have conflict. Yeah, yeah. And, and you see this, and I get to see this, when somebody gets unwell, all of a sudden this long-lost relative, somebody that 
this guy hasn't spoken to for 10 years says, I'm his brother, I'm here to take care of him. Mm. Okay, uh, yeah. you, well, you know, I haven't been in his life, so but I'm good. his brother, mm. you know. Mm. And it's beautiful to see. Mm. And that love does not die. Yeah. It gets obscured by a whole lot of other issues that are running our lives at the moment. Yeah, true. Okay. So I talk about that in the book and what we can do about it. Okay, so do we have a hope section? Do we have a hope section? Do we? Well, I suppose we don't have too much of a conflict this time, okay? Uh, but I suppose the hope section is um, that love is important, mm. that even though in our modern-day society love has become a four-letter word bandied around and used, in its essence, it still holds a lot of joy and the essence of life. And we're changing it to a three-letter word, remember? L-U-V. L-U-V. You're, so, yeah. <laughs> You're in it. Yeah. Because you are in yeah, it. Yeah, so, yeah. Because you are in it. Uh, yeah, so the hope is that if we know about our love and how different types of love permeate our whole lives and yes. all of our relationships, uh, if we know about that, then we can do things to nurture that love mm -hmm. so that in your very next interaction with somebody else, you can show just a bit more love, even yes. if it's just through a smile on your face. Yeah. Okay, good. And a challenge? Was challenge. that a challenge? Yeah, okay, let's go with the challenge. The challenge is... Download the book, go and get it, <laughs> read it, and apply it in your life. Okay, there okay. we go. There's the challenge. And I'm so excited. I just want to do the launch. So we're going to do, we're gonna launch, do okay. it. We're going to do okay. it. We're build up. But I hope build you've up. had a really good insight into the book and the seven different types and what they mean for your life and how you can apply them to different relationships in your life. Yes. So that you don't get them mixed up and so that you perhaps get deeper in these relationships through that too. Yes, yeah. yes, deeper relationships yeah. because relationships are one of the number, uh, it's probably the biggest predictor of happiness in this life. And is preventative mental health is. Well, yeah, that's what we're here for. And that's what we're here that's for. That's what we're protective. here for. And I, I have seen firsthand how love protects people in mental illness. People who have a mental illness, if they are surrounded with a loving family, yes. all right, they recover quicker. Yeah. Right? And uh, we have books and studies to show that the more love that you're surrounded in, the less likely you are to suffer the bad effects of trauma and mental illness. There you go, more love in your life. More love. So through this book, that's one way to get more love in your life, or understanding the different love types. Okay, so we're yep. going to have our launch now. Have our we're launch? going to have our launch. Okay, to have our launch, I I've got a little heart here, okay, because it's all about the heart. It's all about love. The heart in in love, in all different relationships, okay? So we're going to have a bit of music, all right? Bit of music and then we will do the launch. Here we go. Ready? Ready, Ready? Miss Music? Yes. Well done. Yes, well launched, done. launched. It all happened. And look, the book, it contains a lot of information on science, psychology, and ancient wisdom. But what I do is I make it an easy read and I get complex ideas. It's a very well referenced book, uh, referenced book, but I explain things so that people can actually understand and then apply things in their lives. And here it is. Here it is. Here it is. It will come up on your screen. Okay, so really? it is available now at Amazon. Um, and, uh, well, actually, it is in Australia available at Amazon at the moment. Um, it will go on sale at midnight tonight <laughs> in the United States nice. and, in, and in the UK and in Europe. Um, so do get your copy. In a couple of weeks, we're putting out an audio book. So I have done a reading of the book. 
Um, so if you like audiobooks better, a um, couple of weeks till that, but it, it is there. So share it with your friends, okay? Easy to download and um, yeah available. What else do I say about it? Oh, we've got a few comments here. Available. I do say, no, I actually do want to do a shout out to those that have been part of this, this book. Um, yes. And that um, is uh, our team. Our team. Okay. Part of our Dr. Christian Heim team. A big shout out to Ben in New York, to Blossom in, in Georgia and Cabrina in Colorado, who have been part of our team and have made this book launch happen. So thank you. Thank you so much for all the work that you guys do. And to everybody out there because you are part of it for you it is it is that's Same right okay you. and a few different comments um, good to be able to join you from David today David and Margaret um, I really love your videos from the Philippines we've got some visitors we've got great uh, um, jo people joining us also from Utah David hi David um, and um, I hope it's as good as your other books ah you've read some of our other books David that's fantastic but uh, well we all want to share more love in this world so make sure you do that go onto our website there are plenty of things on love across all of our social media platforms at the moment there's blogs there's podcast series. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm yeah, just wanting really love. We're out out love, 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 pouring, going it out out, there. pouring it out into the world. Okay, <laughs> for preventative mental health. Um, and you can also um, join our email list because Christian's going to be giving you updates on um, preventative health, mental health tips. And you can get a free chapter. Okay, if you um, can't get the book you'd like, just a free chapter. Go and get that on our website too. Okay, I think that's about it. But as we go on in these subsequent weeks, we are going to, with Late Night Love, we're going to be talking about getting more of these different kinds of love. So we will be referring back to the different seven types of love. Yeah, we yeah. will. And we'll be talking about couple love, romantic love. We will. But we'll also be talking about friendships with colleagues, yeah. relationships with strangers, yeah. mentorship, and a whole lot of different things. And a lot of really practical tips for you in each of those relationships, like listening, uh, like personality difference and the clashes that come because of that. Clash. We'll even talk about argument, Arg arguments. No, we think. won't. Yes, we will. No. Yes. No, come yes. on, come on. Yes. Well, we don't argue. This isn't an argument. No. <laughs> I'd like to make an argument, please. That's a reference to Monty Python. <laughs> <laughs> Lots right. of fun. Okay, well, we're going to always play you out with music. So what have we got? Oh, you've, you've, you've okay. got your song. So yeah. we've got our major seventh chord song. <laughs> Starts off with this chord. Goes to this chord. Goes to this chord, and it's Bert Bacharach. You see this guy, this guy's in love with you.
This has been Dr. Christian Heim and Dr. Caroline Heim for Late Night Love. We'll see you next week for more love next Thursday night.